so we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, I'm going to read uh, just these first two verses of Ephesians 5. I'll pray, and then we'll, we'll dive in. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Let's pray. Father, we do uh, love you, and we love your word. Uh, we want your word to be written upon our hearts now, Lord. So we pray that uh, these words that I say would be edifying to the body of Christ at Park Baptist Church. We pray that we would be strengthened, uh, Lord, by your grace. Uh, we pray that you would uh, make much of these words, apply them to the hearts of your people by the power of your Holy Spirit. All for the glory of King Jesus, we pray. Amen. Uh, well, I don't know about you, but uh, uh, this week, uh, maybe it's kind of maybe the lull after Easter, kind of getting getting excited for uh, Good Friday and then uh, Resurrection Sunday. Uh, but this week, I have been a little bit uh, deflated. <laughs> I think that you're, you have things that you're looking forward to. And of course, uh, many of you are watching together for the gospel, uh, a conference in um, usually in Louisville, but today, uh, the last, last few days has been online. Great content, but I've just been tired, and I think that I've been a little bit fatigued with uh, how much stuff has to happen over a screen in terms of communication, and you want to be able to, to see people. Uh, you want to be able to hear people without the, the video breaking up, and I'm sure even maybe this video is breaking up for some of you, and it's just getting really kind of uh, discouraging, and I've been kind of working in my office, and there's days I just kind of want to get out. Um, and I think that uh, when you look at the, the text today is, is we want to um, not be, uh, give ourselves over to being weary, uh, but we want to persevere through that weariness. Uh, and I think that we can, we can do that because of Jesus, obviously, by the power that he's given us by the Holy Spirit, but also just the example in which he's given us, uh, and that's what he did. Uh, the Lord Jesus never uh, wearied, never, um, uh, you know, was to the point where he was gave up, but he pressed on and continued to entrust himself to God, even in the face of excruciating circumstances. So our situation was not like the situations that Jesus had, being rejected by by everybody, even those who, who are closest to him. Uh, and yet it's still challenging for many of us who, who, are cra who crave community, who crave being around uh, others. Well, one of the things I think that has been probably more helpful uh, for us in this quarantine, especially those of you who have kids at home, is, is this text that we're going to look at tonight. So when it says therefore, right, that therefore is, is helpful for us for several, several reasons, uh, kind of connects back to the therefore in, in verse 25, which Grant taught last week. It says, therefore, putting away falsehood, this kind of this putting off the old and putting on the new. We've learned Christ. We know who he is. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. So we didn't, uh, we're not going to act like the Gentiles. We're not going to live and act like those who don't know God. No, we're going to act and live as those who do know God. We're going to put off the old and we're going to put on the new. So if you used to steal, now you're going to work and give those uh, to those in need. If you used to be ones who use corrupt language and corrupt talk, well, no, now you're going to use your words to build up and to edify. There's a transfer. There's a transition. That should happen when you come to Christ. This is the idea of repentance. You put your faith in Christ. Uh, you love him, and because you love him, you are changed, right? Uh, but but notice that the, that, that the change happens after uh, you realize who Christ is. 
uh, to repent, to turn, uh, is to understand, uh, to change your mind about something. So it's to change your mind about who Jesus Christ is. And when you realize that Jesus Christ is not just a good teacher, but he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the Messiah. He is the Son of God come to, to rescue us. When you realize that, well, then you, you change, right? Then Jesus empowers you to do the things that uh, we're called to do. So in chapter 5, he's kind of continuing along the same line of thinking. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Uh, this idea of being imitators of God comes, comes from the word we get mimic, right? We want to be mimics of God. And I was saying earlier, this is probably easier to understand when you're around uh, your children, because children naturally kind of mimic uh, their, their parents. So uh, when I was uh, my last job, I ran a group home for teenage moms, and one of the, the great joys I had in that job is I used to push kids around in strollers all the time. I'd get out of the office, and I'd be pushing kids in strollers, and it was very natural that my children wanted to do the same, right? So they'd see their dad pushing a stroller, so what do they want to do? They want to push a stroller. They were mimic us, so we, we, we tend to use the same language. Our, our children learn language from us. They learn mannerisms from us. They learn habits and routines from us. They, they imitate us, and, and that's what we can probably see very clearly when kids are in, in the home. You know, I was talking to a dear brother today, and we're thinking about, uh, you know, most of the time, our, our kids are, are away from us. And those some of you may, may be homeschooling, but dads may be gone, but everyone's kind of in the house now. And the, the main influence over these last three to four weeks have been parents, have been you. And you almost can kind of see how who your kids really are. It's kind of like you pull back the, the, um, the influences in their life. And now who they really are is, is, is can be seen. Uh, and some of that may be good. Uh, you, you may see things you may not uh, like, but all of us want to, to, to be putting on God. We want to be putting on Jesus Christ. We want to be imitators of him. But notice what it says here. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. What is your state? Your state and your relationship with God is a beloved child. It's a, it's a child who is loved by God. And because you are loved by God, you should want to imitate him. Uh, this is, this is the, our, we, we understand who we are. Uh, this is the thing that, that, that happens first. We, we are identified with being a beloved child. That's our relationship to God. And because we are beloved children, we should now walk and live like him. It doesn't happen the other way around. And I think that if you kind of grew up in a home or maybe even a church, that the focus was change your behavior to live like God. Well, that's not who, that's not how the Bible speaks. The Bible says change your relationship with God. Move from being an enemy to a friend. We move from being someone who is against him to being for him. To for someone who maybe doesn't not follow his word to someone who follows his word, when you know, trust in terms of your identity in Christ, when that happens, well, then your your very nature changes. You belong to God, and because you belong to God, you should want to live like Him. And then again, he keeps on going. He says, "And walk in love." This is the calling of the the, the main way we can be imitators of of God is to walk like him, is to, to live like him. How is God? Who is God? Well, God is love. God lives and acts in love towards us. I've been thinking about that often during these, this pandemic, is that God um, will always work for the love of his people. Uh, sometimes in love, God allows trials to come into our life. Sometimes in love, God removes those. 
Uh, we don't always know the grand purposes of God, but we do know this, that God works all things for those who love him and been called according to his purpose. And because he loves us, he will work and act in, for his good pleasure in our lives. We even see this in the story that we looked at on Sunday. Jesus loved Mary, he loved Martha, and he loved Lazarus, and he waited for two days because he wanted to do something in Mary, Martha, and Lazarus's life that could not have happened if he went right away. He allowed that trial so that God's glory would be magnified because God cares more about his own glory even about our own contentment or happiness. In love, that's, that's love. So we are called to walk in love, to walk and live as God will in love. Now, how are we able to do that? Well, it's because what God has done for us in Christ. As Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. Just, just, just hear that as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. Uh, when Jesus went to the cross, um, he was going to the cross to save sinners. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait for us to clean ourselves up. He didn't wait for us to kind of turn towards him. No, he came after us. He came to rescue us, to pursue us. He loved us, and he loved us by giving up himself. Friends, this is what the, the essence of the gospel is, is that Jesus Christ gave himself up to death. He was dead and buried, and God raised him from the dead. He, he ascended into heaven and sent his Holy Spirit to take our dead hearts and make them alive so that we can experience his love, and then we can be empowered by the Holy Spirit to live in love. This is what we're called to do. I told you today at the beginning of this, even in this little talk that, hey, I was, I was weary today, tired of being inside, tired of, uh, you know, not being around the people that I love and just the, the routine and having things through a screen. It's, it's, it's wearisome. Uh, and yet Christ loves me and I can press on through this. I can show my love to my children and um, to my wife. I'm called to do that. Even though we're around each other all the time, we should be kind to one another. Why? Because God was kind to us. This sacrifice of, of Jesus, how he gave himself up as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Uh, you know, when God established sacrifice, really you can go all the way back to Genesis chapter three, that after Adam and Eve tried to clothe themselves, God then clothed them by killing an animal right? Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And then God established the sacrificial system to show this pattern that, that one must die in the place of someone else. And Jesus died in our place, the once and for all sacrifice as a fragrant offer, offering to the Lord that was pleasing in the Lord's sight. This is what he's done for us. So because he did that once and for all, he doesn't we don't have to worry that we're going to do something that's going to remove us from his love, remove us from the payment that he gave forward on, on the cross. That sacrifice was once and for all. So if you turn from your sins and trust in Christ, it's once and for all. This is why when we're kind of even trained in our culture, uh, even maybe in our own lives because of our pride, that we think that when we sin, we don't want to go to church we don't want to pray. We don't want to go to God, right? Because we think that we're unclean, that we're dirty, that God's not going to accept us. God's not going to want us. But friends, that is not the gospel. The gospel is you're dirty. <laughs> you're unworthy. And when you were dirty and when you were unworthy and you were unclean, Christ 
came for you and loved you by giving himself up for you to sacrifice himself in your place as a fragrant aroma to the Lord. Isn't that a beautiful thing? So now we can go to God whenever we feel unclean because he is ready and willing to, to forgive us. I love what 1 John chapter 1, 8 and 9 says, if he who says he has no sin um, is a liar, right? Um, but if anyone confesses his sins, God is faithful and just to forgive him of his sins and to cleanse him from all unrighteousness. Why? Because Jesus gave himself for us. And this is why we're called to give ourselves up for others. This is why we have uh, our lives are not directed merely at, at my own comfort and my own joy and my own happiness. My life is, is supposed to be a picture of, of laying my life down, sacrificing my life, my comfort, my happiness, and sometimes my, my convenience so that others could know Christ. So I pray that as, as a body of Christ, that we would be imitators of God. We would look to the example of Jesus. We would behold what he's done for us, and then we would be motivated to lay our lives down uh, for one another in, in, in the body of Christ so that the world may know that Christ is, is real uh, and that we would do that for others as well. So I pray that you would, you would do that.